L.O.P. in the building. My life been a movie, I should have filmed it. Nicely with the pen game, pops taught me to spit game. Get your cameras ready, we heavy catch when I'm in frame. Product, opinionated, but I'm coming through smooth with it. I be kicking back, you could Google it. Bring a block to the booth, get the truth, just another lane lock. I'm a Crown Heights legend, still repping the same block. Whoa. You are now listening to the Life of Product podcast. Gia, what up, what up, man? It's the boy Product. You are now locked into the Life of Product podcast. This is episode 27. Thank you to everybody. All of the fans, y'all, y'all are fucking with the kid heavy right now. I dropped episode 26 last week. Episode 26 was about, uh, it was called Mental Health Check-In. And a lot of y'all, a lot of y'all, as y'all always do, uh, personally hit me up. But I think for this last one, <clears throat> excuse me, I think for this last one, a few more people than usual hit me up and they personally thanked me because they all they all kind of said this, the same thing. They all said that they were thinking the same thing and they all said that that episode helped them. And a lot of my episodes are helping people. So to all of you guys, <clears throat> excuse me, all of you guys that listen regularly, all of you guys that hit me up, on a regular, everyone that hit me up last week about the mental health check-in episode, I thank you very much. You guys are doing just as much for me as I am doing for y'all. And bong, 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 I'm actually going to release a, maybe two, three more mental health check-in episodes. You know what I'm saying? Since you guys like that one so much, I'm going to do another mental health check-in uh, in a couple months. And we're going to keep that shit going. You know what? All of the other episodes. But today is 27. Yo, I am not on the east coast right now let me flex on y'all real quick let me just do like a slight flex i, I flew into san francisco yesterday i had to drive to the northern side i am not in my office i am not on the east coast i am actually on the northern side of california with my travel shit so bong 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 you know what I, mean? I just want to throw that out there for these haters real quick you know they don't like the kid they don't like me they don't like me so i don't know why i'm a nice fucking dude <laughs> <clears throat> excuse me fucking allergies is killing me but bong this is episode 27 episode 27 is called know your lane we are going to talk about knowing your lane today. The problem is, <clears throat> excuse me, the problem is with knowing your lane, a lot of y'all don't know your lane. A lot of y'all don't understand your lane. A lot of y'all don't respect your lane. Why the fuck is that? Some of y'all be doing too much and y'all be kind of getting like beside yourself and a little bit too big for your britches. You know what I'm saying? I, yes, I said britches because I've been wanting to use that fucking word for a couple months now because I was watching the old last 90s movie and they said britches. So bong, bong, bong. Plug that in. But a lot of y'all don't know your lane and you don't understand it. So let's talk about on like maybe on the finances side. The fi- on the financial side, a lot of people, you know, many, many people don't like their job. You know what I'm saying? That's normal. They don't like their job. They're not happy about their finances. They complain about their finances. So, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a few things that we have to look at. You know what I mean? You have to look at uh, 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 your level of education. Did you, did you graduate high school? Did you go to college? Did you graduate college? Do you have a certification? Things like that. These are the things that you need to look at. And those, on average, play a key factor into your uh, 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 your finances. Now, there are some people that financially are fucked up. They might have alimony. They might have child support. They they might have, uh, uh, you know, something might have happened. I mean, they might have got hurt on a job, you know, and, and things like that. So, you know, things like that actually play a part. Also, what plays a part in a person's finances. And the crazy shit is some of y'all listening might say, nah, that's not true. No, where you live at plays a huge part into your finances. If you live in a major city, you're going to on average probably make more money than another person. Or you might have to work a couple more jobs, you know, to to maintain yourself because a lot of major cities, shit is fucking expensive. 
know what I'm saying? You can't you can't get a two bedroom in Brooklyn under two thousand dollars. I know people with one bedrooms renting one bedrooms for two thousand dollars. So where you live at also plays a huge part in your finances. This is why I be telling people you have to know your lane. So did you graduate high school? Did you did you graduate college? Did you go? Did you get a certification? I personally graduated high school, thank God. I didn't graduate college, but I have college under my belt, and it looks great on the resume for what I went to school for. So thank God I've always been fortunate in things like that. Now, what uh, my, one of my personal testimonies, uh, I was working in the cable industry um, right right after... I, Right after I left college, I was working in, uh, in the cable industry, right? So I was doing, I was out of town. I was in North Carolina because I was going to school in North Carolina. I was doing, I was a retention tech. I actually trained for, <clears throat> trained for installation. They put me to retention, which was great. I loved it a lot better because installing cable, it's cool, but then you have to go on people's homes and shit. You have to crawl under their homes. For me, the, the, the worst part was going on roofs. I didn't, I did not like going on roofs. So right when I finished my training for installation and I started doing it, they put me as a retention tech, which was fucking great. All you're doing is cutting people off. It's 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 a, it's not even a high and buy thing. You bong bong bong, you pull up, and, and me, I'm the type of person I am not afraid of heights. So I throw my ladder up there, climb up, cut that shit off, go back, get paid to put it back on. It was great. <clears throat> now here's here's the thing: when I actually use that job to transfer back to New York because I wanted to go back to Brooklyn, I was able, thank God by the grace of God to go back to Brooklyn and have a job on deck. The bad part about it, doing cable in New York City is fucked up on every fucking level. Yo, this shit is fucked up on every level. Like, it's bad. For all of my New Yorkers listening, for all of my, my Brooklynites listening, y'all understand what the fuck I'm talking about. Drop down Utica Avenue and look at all of those fucking lines running across and shit. So, doing cable in New York was like the worst shit ever. You know what I'm saying? I remember the day I actually decided that I was done with that shit. So they had me, I was in, I think I was in Cypress Hill. I was right in East New York on the top side, like Cypress Hill area. I went to, uh, uh, it was an older couple. They had a house, just bought the house. Really, really nice older couple. The shit was three floors. I had to do all three fucking floors. The hard part was not even that. The hard fucking part was the fact that I had to go into the backyard. <clears throat> now, I know people from out of town are thinking, oh, what's so hard about going in the backyard? If you're not a New Yorker and you've never lived in New Yorker, just Brooklyn in general, and you don't know, understand what I'm saying. I want you to really listen up. Going into the backyard of a person's house is very fucking difficult <clears throat> because it's 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 an urban block. You have to I had to carry a big ass ladder through the door all the way to the end of the house. Now the problem with that shit is the fucking the the pole with the with the fucking they call it a tap. The pole with the tap with the cable that was running to the house from the original owners. The pole was it was. One house over. It was one fucking house over. <laughs> Y'all, I cannot make this fucking shit up. <clears throat> it was one fucking house over, right? Now, the crazy shit was with the shit that got even more difficult, difficult, the neighbor who had the fucking pole with the cable line in her backyard did not like the fucking uh, couple that had just moved in. So I politely went over there, <clears throat> asked the lady, could I please come in her backyard to finish my job? She said, no, fuck you, fuck your cable company, and fuck them neighbors. And she was like, I'm taking my ass to work, and you better not fucking come over here. I said, you know what? I'm done with this shit. I said, I'm done. I said, I'm done. I wasn't happy doing the shit. I did not like doing it. You know, and, and, and aside from that, I had a lot of fucked up jobs before that. I used to have to go to buildings, drop a cable on one side from the roof, tie the shit, 
fucking run down. It was too much. It was, it was too much. <clears throat> I was like, no, nah, I'm not doing this shit. At the time, I was thinking about, um, I wanted to get into the airline industry. And this is right, right, right after that, I got into the airline industry. Now, getting into the airline industry, what I respect about the airline industry, that shit operates off of seniority. Now, when you come in, it does not matter, depending on what department, but on average, no matter who you are, what the fuck you did before that, you are going to be put at the bottom of the barrel. Because it's a respecting. It's a respecting to the employees that were there years before you. All right? So, I wanted to work for an airline. So, I had applied for a couple airlines, but I had no experience. But you got to respect it. This is why I say you got to respect your lane. I said, you're all right. You know what? I'm going to do something else. I said, I'm going to get into the airline industry, but I'm not going to... I'm going to segue my way into it. <clears throat> now, a person... Uh, somebody told me about a job a while back at the airport, so I looked into it. It was a bum-ass fucking contract company. Hated, I hated the company. I was there for six months, but what I did was I swallowed my pride. I was making way more money doing cable, way more money, but I, had, I said to myself, I'm going to swallow my pride. I'm going to get in here. I'm going to rock out for three to six months, and I'm going to get the fuck out because anybody that knows that has ever worked for an airline or worked at the airport in general, you have to get a cider badge which is a government ID. They have their, like, I know for New York and New Jersey, it's like a government ID. I don't know about the airports. But once you get there, you get a company ID and you also get an airport ID. Once you get that airport ID, that shit is your green ticket to move the fuck around to pretty much any company you want to within the airport. So I worked at a contractor for six long fucking months. I mean, six long months. I mean, from 2 to 1030, there was times I would stay till 1.30. There was times I would stay later. I would go right back. It was horrible. The, the, the money was horrible. The environment was horrible. It was very unprofessional. It was very dirty. Uh, the employees there, I don't like talking about people, but they weren't like the greatest people in the world. But shout out to them because a lot of them worked hard. The management was trash. It was trash. I'm not going to say the name of the company, but the management was trash. Uh, the only good thing about working at that shit was you could park at the building. Now, I keep saying this. Anybody that worked at the fucking airport understands what I'm saying. For you to pull up to your job at the airport and pull right into the parking lot is a blessing because most companies at the airport, you have to park and then take a shuttle. You might have to take an air train. You might have to take a shuttle bus. And that shit will make you late to work. So with me knowing my lane, me understanding my lane, me respecting my lane, I swallowed my pride. And I went into this company for six months. Um, there was a snowstorm. One day, and this, this is a, this is how I got hired at the fucking um at the airline job. <laughs> so there was a snowstorm one day. My neighbor, I didn't park in the gate because I couldn't get into the gate because I lived in East New York. I lived right on Belmont Berryman. I couldn't get into my gate to my parking spot. So my neighbor lived across the street. We didn't. We sometimes he would say hello, but we didn't really speak like that. Really quiet. Really, really nice guy. Once you get to know him, shouts out to my boy Roger. He was my neighbor at the time. So I parked across the street from my crib and. Me thinking that it was a clear spot, it wasn't because there was so much fucking snow. I actually blocked him in, <laughs> and he couldn't get his van out to get to work. So the next day, I'm like digging myself out, and he's like, "Yo, you blocked me in. What the fuck you doing?" I said, "Yo, man, I'm I'm sorry. He's a really nice older guy. He's a little irate that day, but really cool." So I had my my uniform on. So he stops in the middle of like pretty much cursing me out, and he goes, "Yo, you work for such and such?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Yo, why the hell you don't come work?" Over where I'm at. I was like, well, I didn't know y'all were hiring. I said the other airlines I applied for, they didn't, you know, I, and they told me I didn't have enough experience, so they didn't hire me. He said, listen, take this number. He said, take this number and go on this website, go to this page, scroll down, do this. That man changed my fucking life. 
changed my life. I'm going to get back into that. Let me take a break real quick. Shouts out to Anchor. We got to pay these bills. We got to pay these bills. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Bob, Bob, Bob. Be right back. Yeah. What up? What up, man? It's the boy Product. We are now back with the Life of Product podcast. This episode is episode 27, and it is talking about, we are talking about knowing your lane. So back to what I was saying, my homie, who's now my homie now, he's my neighbor, cursed me out. <laughs> I, actually, I don't blame him, and I thank him to this day because that conversation changed my fucking life. So after him, you know, after him, you know, he's mad, bong, bong, bong. He tells me, why are you not working, bong, bong, bong? So he, the airline he was working for at the time, it was hiring. They were hiring. He gives me the number, gives me the website, tells me exactly where to go. So I go on the website, fill it out, boom, boom, boom. About a week, maybe two weeks later, I'm having a very bad fucking day. Very bad day. So at the job I was working at before that, um, the contracting job, I at first was breaking down pallets that were bought off of a major airline to the warehouse, to the contractor's warehouse, right? Uh, they gave me like a slight promotion with no pay. So they gave me a slight promotion with no pay. I was a flight runner and I was driving cargo that was being loaded up from the warehouse all the way to the actual planes, the planes that were sitting at the gate. So every everything from, you know, anything you could think of, it could be car parts, it could be whatever, even animals. I had to deliver animals. I had to deliver documents to Terminal 4 because they have, uh, that's where customs is at. So I have to, I would have to drive in to, you know, at the bottom, drop off documents. It, it was crazy. It was, it was uh, and you know what? The best thing about that job was when I got to leave the warehouse. Being in there was ass and the money was ass, but actually being able to leave, the freedom aspect was great. But overall, it wasn't great. So the job hits me up, and I go to like uh, the interview and shit like that. Now, this is why I say you have to know your lane, understand your lane, and respect your lane. Me being a type of person that's always been very self-analytical and understanding who I am but having a slight set of confidence to that also helped me get that job. So they, were, they put me in like a uh, – well, you know how like jobs have job fairs or whatever? They had like their own little personal job fair. It was at a hotel in Queens. It was it – was, at one of those holiday inns on on the North Conduit side, going back to Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, my, one of my men's live right around the corner from there. Shouts out to my boy, Kevin. Well, he don't live there no more. He's actually in Cali now. So I go there, and they put me in an interview with two people, two employees. One worked at the headquarters, and one was a liaison. Shouts out to him, man. I'm going to just say his name. Shouts out to my boy, Kenny. Kenny's, Kenny's a good dude, man, and I, and I thank you to this day, Kenny. So, like I said, me knowing my lane and understanding and respecting my lane. They put me in an interview with them. So Kenny asked me, he, he looked me in the eyes. He said, let me ask you a question. He said, what were you doing before you got into the airport? I said, I was a cable contractor. So Kenny said, I want you to tell me something that you did to go above and beyond your job. So just to make sure you got it done on that day. So there was a situation that happened when I was doing cable. And I was all the way in the sticks. I was about 10 miles away from where... Um, I was normally working. They sent me up there to do a job. I get up there, do the job. Well, the, I had to cut the customer off. The customer literally, soon as I got back to the city I was in, paid their bill. So they gave me the option to either go back or let somebody else do it. But it was going to be about a day before the person got it. Now, up there, there was literally nothing to do. And this was a very older person. So old person, no cable. What? What? How are they going to occupy themselves? I said, you know what? Fuck it. I drove 10 miles up there originally, 10 miles back. After getting the call, I'm saying, fuck it, I'm going to go back and do it. I drove another 10 miles and another 10 miles back. And for some reason, my story really, um, he really liked it. And he was like, yo, 
that's not something the average person would have did. He said, I don't even think I would have did that. I might have just left it. You know, I said, well, I'm, I'm a very non-selfish dude. And I try to look, I have like a very soft spot for old people or whatever. Even the other guy that was in the interview, he really liked what I said. They looked at me and kind of like gave me the head nod. Like, yeah, we fucking with you, dog. You're getting the job. <laughs> even though they didn't say it, they, they was like, yeah, you're going to get the fucking job. So that shit goes great. And if you goes great. Uh, about another two weeks later, I still haven't gotten a call. So I was having a very bad day at the job I was already at. Very bad day. So there was a lady there, and, and this lady, uh, uh, her name is Debbie. Everybody knows Debbie. Everybody loves Debbie. Debbie is, when I originally got the call for the interview, it was from Debbie. Debbie and when I got my hire date, it was from Debbie. So shouts out to Debbie. Debbie deserves everything wonderful in the world. So I'm having a very bad day. Um, my mom's called me to check up on me. She's like, hey, I just wanted to see how everything's going. I said, I'm having a bad day. I said, I just want to walk out. I said, things are not going good. She said, what happened with the other job? I said, my interview went great, but they haven't hit me up yet. I don't know. She said, why don't you do this? Hang the phone up now and you be proactive. Call them and you need to let, tell them you need to know what's up. I called Debbie and I was like, hey, Debbie, good afternoon. Boom, boom, boom. She, Debbie said, oh, I thought I called you last week. I'm so sorry. Come in on Monday. You start. Listen, that shit was a fucking life changer for me. A life changer. And this is why I keep telling people, know your lane. You have to know, not even on the financial, just on the financial side, you need to know your confidence. If I wasn't confident in my actions and who the person I am, I would not have got that job when I went into that interview. If I went in there shy and I went in there, I probably wouldn't have got, maybe, but I, I highly doubt it. So you have to you have to know your lane. So also when I, when I say back to um, finances, I knew that yes, I graduated high school. I knew I didn't graduate college. I knew I had some college. I knew I didn't have a certification. By me doing my research and seeing what people earn in the airline industry, which is a, a little bit more now, that's why I said I. That's why I said I'm going to go into the airline industry. And what made it even better, I lived right at the end of the conduit. I was between between five and seven minutes from JFK Airport. So I specifically went there and I said, this is where I'm, what I'm going to do. I'm going to work. I'm going to make this shit happen. I'm going to pay these bills and take care of my kids and my family. And to this day, I'm happy that I did that. So a lot of y'all, a lot of people, they don't really... I, I've seen people go through uh, uh, the newspaper ads. I've seen people go on, uh, uh, what is it called? Indeed, Monster.com, all that shit. Look at these jobs and say, ah, oh, man, I, I, I can't get that. They'll say, oh, nobody hiring, but oh, I ain't got this. I don't have that. Well, guess what? You need to get that. Why don't you fucking get it? If you can't, if you don't have it, why don't you take the extra steps either to get it or look at a job close to you or within an hour or two where you don't need that, but you just have to commute. And this is what a lot of people don't look at in life. There are ways to get it. There are always ways to get it, depending on the, maybe depending on the circumstances or the stipulations of, of everything, but there are fucking ways to get it. So get up off your ass and make that shit happen. Now, this is not a, an episode of ridicule. This is, this is none of that. I want to inspire y'all, but sometimes on these shows, I have to give y'all tough love. So you have to know your lane. And this know your lane with everything. So a lot of people are going to self-employed right route now because of the whole uh, pandemic and the quarantine, and I fucking salute y'all. But here is my problem <laughs> with this shit. Ah, here's my problem, right? All right. Okay, black people. I love y'all. I'm a black man. I can say this. Stop trying to fucking make it seem like just because you're selling something, I have to buy it. I don't fucking have to buy it just because you're selling it. Don't feel like just because I didn't buy it, you can't fuck with me no more or we can't be cool. That is not the case. 
Stop acting like just because you're selling something, you can upcharge me another 10, 20 fucking dollars, then I would get it in a regular fucking store. Stop acting like you can sell me a t-shirt with a fucking regular uh, uh, Iron Dawn screen print that you bought from fucking Office Max, and I'm supposed to pay you $35 for that shit. No, no the fuck I'm not. That shit's whack. I don't want that shit. If I go on Old Navy, if I go somewhere, anywhere, or whatever, and if I go on Foot Action, Foot Locker, and I buy a nice quality shirt for $29.99, that's not going to fucking fade when I wash it. That doesn't say fucking Gildan on the tag. Shouts out to Gildan because they make nice quality shit. I'm not shitting or dissing Gildan, but if I'm buying some shit that's of a nice quality and I don't want to buy your shit, do not get mad at me. That just means you need to step your fucking game up. That's exactly what you need to do. So, like I said, this is not a, this is not a, a show of ridicule. Ridicule. This is trying to push y'all to do a little fucking better. Real talk. I'm, I'm dead ass, man. Because we 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 go on social media and we we act like just because we started something, everybody's supposed everybody supposed to fucking uh, fuck with it, and that's not the case. You know, a lot a lot of us a lot of us we work hard for our money. I don't know why my computer's going out. Uh, yeah, a lot of us we work hard for our money. Not only do we work hard for our money, we have bills and we have day-to-day things that we have to deal with. We have to handle. We have a light bill, gas bill, fucking water bill, rent, mortgage, car note, car insurance, all that shit. We got our, we need TV. We got cable. We got streaming shit. We need food for the crib. We need gas for the whip. This is, these are the things we have to do. So that little bit of money that a lot of us have to play with or spend after we bust our checks down, we don't want to spend it on some bullshit. We just really don't. You know what I'm saying? And I wanted to throw that out there because I've been seeing a lot of these memes where people saying, oh, if they boom, your day once. Yeah, I think you should spend money when your friend, when your friend start, start a business, you should support that shit. Even if, if they sell uh, 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 sunshades and you don't like sunshades, maybe you should buy the shit. I'm not saying you have to, but fuck it. But these are some of the things that I actually wanted to cover. You know, knowing your lane, understanding your lane, respecting your lane, it comes in, in, in so many forms and shit like that. There's a, there's a lot of people... I see a lot of big people producing now, and I, I've been producing off and on for years. I know my lane with producing. Um, a lot of I've, I've had producers try to sell me beats that never bought my music. They, they didn't buy my book. They didn't buy my music. My music. They never. They don't even stream my shit. So you have to understand your lane, and your lane is in music. For you to make money in music, you have to spend money in music. You you can't just be the dude that got some decent or or good beats and be like, oh, buy my shit. That's like saying, fuck you. I'm all about me. No, that's you don't you don't build customers like that. This is this is not Walmart. You could walk in Walmart and decide whether you want to. It's either you're gonna buy it, or you're not gonna buy it. Walmart's still gonna fucking be there. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of us are at this level where we need to understand and respect that shit. There's there, a lot of people are doing graphics, and, and I've seen I've seen some horrible shit. <laughs> know your lane, understand and respect your lane. Understand the fact that if you are not that good of a graphic designer and you're just decent. Don't hit me up trying to charge me $85 for a graphic. If you if you charge an $85 and your shit is some $15, $20 Fiverr shit, uh, I'm gonna go to Fiverr and spend $15, $20. And I might get it better. You know what I'm saying? And and this is real talk. Like, and that's the thing. So respect that shit. Respe- a lot of people jump into these crafts and they don't really know the background of it. That that's disrespectful. To me, that's disrespectful. That's like a lot of people start rapping and they don't know the 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 ins and outs of hip hop. They don't know where hip hop came from. They don't know what kind of equipment people was using to produce before we had FL Studio and Logic in, in fucking Ableton. So you have to respect that shit. I, I personally feel like when you respect your lane 
people on the outside are going to respect you more. See, when you respect your lane and you understand your lane, people on the outside are going to give you less ridicule. They're going to give you less ridicule. They are. You know, so a lot of these people, when 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 they start certain things, they start dwelling in certain businesses, certain crafts and shit like that. You can kind of pick up the on, on from one conversation the people that know this shit. You you kind of pick up the people that know this shit. The people that know that don't know this shit, you you kind of it's it's like fam, like what the fuck, you know you know what I'm saying? And and that's my problem with a lot of these things. Like I, I feel like a lot of people are only in it for a quick buck or a quick thrill. So to know your lane and understand and respect your lane. You'll understand the fact that, one, it doesn't happen overnight. Two, you might have to do a lot of learning and research. You might have to spend money to get where you want to be. Because the people that know and understand their lane and respect it are doing that. Why do you think they are where they're at? You can't, you can't. I I know people that started with T-shirts. They have stores now. I know people that started making beats in their bedroom. They have offices and studios now. They have actual credentials. They have real artist placements under their belt. Because they know and they respect where they came from. And they put time into their craft. You know, even even when it comes to dating. I think I've said this shit on, on the show before. When it comes to dating, you have to... Look, man. Uh, all right. You know, a lot of us a lot of us men, we have kids. A lot of us men have kids. So when you... And it didn't work out with the mothers. So when you have... Say, let, me, let me use medicine as an example, right? If you're a man and you have children and you, that you're not with the mother or the mothers of the children... There are certain factors that you have to realize before you get out here and start trying to date other women. You have to look at your relationship with your kids and your other kids' mothers before you start trying to date them. You cannot try to get into a real full-fledged relationship and you got all this baby mama drama. You can't get into a full-fledged relationship and you don't have no money because you're broke from child support. You can't try to get into a full-fledged relationship if you are still fucking your you can't do that shit. So, so put it like this, right? And, and let me drop some jewels on some, on some of y'all dudes, right? When if a woman, whether you have kids or not, or if you particularly if you have kids, right? The average woman that has her shit together is gonna take one to two conversations before she decides if she's gonna fuck with you or not. And, and, and yo, listen, y'all, a lot of y'all being denial, a lot of y'all being denial, right? This is real ass shit. Know your lane. If you know that you have. You know, you have kids or you have BM or BMs or whatever, and you were trying to pursue somebody. If you don't have your shit together and this new woman comes along within the first second dates, first second conversation, she's going to know whether she's going to fuck with you or not. She's going to look at how you dress. She's going to look at what you live at, what you're driving. She's going to look at what goals you have, what background you come from. She's going to look at how you speak about your other woman. She might, if she's a real woman, she's going to look at how much time you spend with your kids. You understand what I'm saying? So these are the factors that you got to have together before you try to date and you try to move on and pursue this person or that person or bong, bong, bong. So you need to understand that. I mean, I'm going to keep it real. You want it, You have a past relationship. You have a child. You have a children. You can't be broke. You can't. You can't be broke. Even, even if you're not tricking money and spending woman, money on this woman, you cannot be broke. You can't. Because even if she's a self-sufficient type and she don't want you to spend no money on her, she don't want to have to take care of you. On average, I've seen I've seen some guys look up. <coughs> they get a shorty that bog, bog, bog. She's like, I paid for over. I got the car. Take my car. I've seen it happen. I'm not saying that's what I want. I don't want that. I'm, I'm a very self-sufficient dude. I believe I believe in taking care of myself. I'm not I'm not going to be one of these dudes that beg a chick to sleep on their couch and bong, bong, bong. I mean, shit like that. But you have to have all of this st- stuff together for yourself and going on for yourself before you try to move on. So... 
Know your fucking lane. You have to know your lane, fam. Like you can't, you can't be one of these dudes, man. And I'm speaking to the fellas. I speak to the fellas a lot because I'm a man, and I don't want to. You know, I speak to the females too as well, but I don't want to come off as chauvinistic and shit like that. I don't, I don't want, I don't want to be quote unquote canceled <laughs> five years from now. Oh, product said this. No, the fuck I didn't. But I speak to the fellas a lot. I've, I've known fellas that would, I known dudes that was fucking out of shape, bad teeth, bad hygiene, but they, they'll be like the most picky when it comes to women. The fuck is you talking about? They'll be like, oh, she's ugly. Oh, she fat. Nigga, you fat. The fuck you talking about? What, what the fuck? I'm not picking on fat men. I was a fat kid growing up. I'm, I'm not picking on y'all, but these are conversations we need to have. Yo, I've, I've, I've been in barbershops. I've been in group settings with dudes, and they'll talk the most shit about chicks. And it's like, fam, have you fucking seen yourself? Have you seen yourself, my dude? This chick probably won't even give you the time of day. Like, fuck is you doing? So I want all of y'all fellas to understand that we need to know our lane from our finances, from our education level to trying to date all the women that we date, we need to understand and know our lane because if we want to progress in life, progressing in life starts with self-progression. So you can't progress financially or, or romantically until you self-progress, get your shit together. It might take you a while to get your shit together. Look, it, it might take you a while. Shit, it might take you a year. It might take longer than that. I pray to God for y'all that it don't take uh, 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 longer than a year. I don't even know y'all, but I'm hoping that you guys strive and, and fucking do good. It might take you some time to get your shit together, but once you get your shit together, you're going to wear that shit. You're going to wear it on the outside. You know what I'm saying? You, you ever see the memes when they be like, oh, you glow different when you glow different when, yeah, yo, you do fucking glow different. You, you, will, you will wear your confidence. You will wear your fucking achievements on the outside. People will see that shit, B. They will see it. They'll say, you know what? I fucks with this dude. He's on his shit. And it might, like I said before, it might come off cocky, to other people. You know, people hate what they can't break or relate to. People hate what they can't relate or what they can't break or relate to. And that's some real shit. You, you had that. I'm going to give that to y'all. But guess what? Fuck those people. Fuck them. Let them hate. Let them hate. You know why? Because at the end of the day, you have your shit together. Yeah, it's your boy Product. This was episode 27 of the Life of Product podcast. And on your lane, I'm out, baby. Shouts out to Anchor. Yeah.